Let's talk about how to get your sexy on while releasing trapped emotions. But first, let me introduce my guest, Missy Moreno, or Coach Missy, as she's known to her clients. So I've known Missy for over 15 years now, since she was my kickboxing trainer, if you can believe that. And I was photographing her dance moves in the studio. I can't, you know, I just don't even believe that we've known each other that long. (laughs) It's incredible. It's like, yeah, exactly. Like mind blowing because time just goes by so quickly. But anyway, so for the rest of you who don't know her, Missy is a spiritual empowerment coach who works with women to achieve their goals in living happy, energetic, yet a peaceful life. She helps them to remember the truth of who they are, why they have come here to live their lives, and their truths confidently and courageously. This means they have greater intimacy and communication in their partnerships, harmony in parenthood, and flow in their business and work. So Missy learned her greatest lessons through loss, grief, and illness. It set her on a path of self-healing and spiritual growth. She studied metaphysics and spiritual principles at the Centers of Spiritual Living in North Hollywood, California, and then later became a licensed practitioner in 2018. So with a background in coaching, dancing, and fitness, Missy decided that it was her path to become a spiritual empowerment coach instead of going the route of a minister. Yet she's very passionate about sharing her her creative and spiritually based gifts with everyone she meets. Missy brings her spiritual world of love, light, and compassion everywhere she finds herself. And she gravitates to sacred circles, traveling to seek the sacred, attending curtains, and doing yoga. So if you want to catch up with Missy, you can find her online on Instagram at Coach Missy Moreno or visit her website, themissymoreno.com. And we'll go over that again. You can catch it in the show notes. So now I'm going to ask you a question, Missy. (laughs) Hey, I'm ready. I'm ready. Bring it. Thank you for ready? having me on the show. I'm so excited to see you again, speak with you. You're amazing. I just have to say that. Well, thank you so much. I'm really glad you could be here with me. So I know a little bit about this, but why don't you just go ahead and just talk about your own journey that's, you know, really brought you to where you are right now. Because like I said, I met you back when you were training me (laughs) in kickboxing. Now you can coach me in something completely different, right? So how did you get from there to here? All right, let's keep the long story short because we could be here all day. (laughs) Um, Yes, so you met me when I was deep in my personal training and fitness um, world and You know, I've always been very intuitive and like spiritual in my own way. I grew up Christian with a Christian background, a little bit of Catholicism in there. So I always had that, that, you know, interest in spirituality. It didn't burn me. Like some people come from those backgrounds and they're like, ah, no more. I hate the church. I hate Christian. (laughs) I wasn't like that. Um, So I appreciate the background that I had. Right. And so 
you know, I feel like I've come and go because even when life hit the fan, when I was leaving the Bay Area to come to LA, I was very stressed out. My mom was having emotional problems. There was just a lot going on. That that's where I came to spirit again. And I ended up at church. It's called the Love Center in Oakland. And I just remember my heart getting touched there by the choir. Do you know the famous choir, Edwin Hawkins singers? Actually, no, I'm going to have to look him up. <laughs> oh, yeah. They sing that song. Oh, happy day. Um, so anyway, that's just like the first part where I came back to God again and, and spirit was holding me um, because before that, you know, I'd been in and out of different churches and I never found a home. Uh, when my mom got sick, it'd be even back up before that. My mom got cancer the first time. And after seeing her go through chemo, I was like, this stuff sucks. This is, there's gotta be a better way. So when I got to college, I was like, oh, holistic health, what is that? And I dove into those studies and I had no idea Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, holistic health was gonna bring me back to spirit, back to God, back to a whole new world of um, metaphysics. I didn't even know what that was, quantum physics. I got it more deeply into Deepak Chopra's teachings. And so it opened me up to so much, uh, Joseph Campbell and the hero's journey and learning about archetypes. And so that was that little bit that I got Taoism. Don't let me forget Taoism. That's where I really found Taoism and it, and it changed me. Like mm -hmm. living those principles, reading the affirmations, I, I became less self-centered and more open and more compassionate. And so then again, you can kind of put it down. And then, like I said, when stuff hit the fan, I found church again, and then I kind of put it down and then I get to LA. Um, and so I was, I had put it down again, I think when you had met me um, and not that I changed who I was, or I was some evil person who didn't believe in God, but I wasn't practicing. Right. right. So then um, life hits the fan again. This time it's a year before my mom passes away. And I just happened to have a client. Look, I went to Glendale, started training out there, teaching lots of fitness classes out there. And then a client says, you're kind of like minded. She was like, I want to give you this CD. And I was like, OK, what is this CD? It's uh, Dr. Mark Vieira from Centers for Spiritual Living, the North Hollywood Church out there. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. This is cool. He's kind of talking like Deepak a little bit using similar language. So I go and I get I get in the church. I'm like, oh, my God, this is my home. There's Buddha on the wall. There's Krishna. There's Jesus. There's, you know, Kuan Yin. So I'm like, oh, this blend. That's what I love I love the blend of taking all the good things from different sources and so that was one year before my mom died it was like God had guided me back to this church family to this home where I could be supported and already have an inkling of what I believed about the universe again right mm -hmm. I believe when tragedy hits people sometimes they lose all concept of like who they are, what they're doing, what does it all mean? Why are we here? Right. And I had been dropped in at the right place at the right time to kind of know that and then to know where I was going because I didn't do grief recovery. I did life recovery, jumped into foundations teachings. And no, you're very familiar with how Centers for Spiritual Living work. And so um, I didn't stop taking classes since then, right? I just couldn't put it down. And I was like whoosh, on the fast track of spirituality and then boom, 2018, I get my license as a spiritual practitioner. So it had always been with me. 
I didn't start utilizing it until I got into that church. And I even knew I'm like, I can't do personal training the way I used to, you know, I'm coming to fitness classes and I'm teaching them mindfulness. I ended up teaching uh, yoga and all different using breath techniques and visualization before we pick up our weights. You know what I mean? So I just started to meld the two worlds together. I was even doing programs called spiritual fitness where Uh I was blending all of those things together. And now it's like, I get to use all my gifts to help people. And so that's the long story long. Sorry, I tried to make it short. <laughs> well, hey, sometimes the story has to be what it is. And then I also know that you've actually traveled quite a bit on your spiritual journey, because I know I took one of the spiritual journeys with you to Brazil, which was yes. very, very enlightening. And I know you've gone to Mexico and done some stuff. So why don't you tell us a little bit maybe about, you know, that kind of that and, and what leads you to travel? Because I know sometimes it's like you hear wherever you go, there you are. Mm-hmm. But I also know from being an avid traveler myself that sometimes a change of perspective and a change of location and scenery makes a big difference to me. So why don't you tell me about how travel has fit into your personal development and transform your life to where you're at? Yeah. Thanks for asking. That's one of my highest values is spirituality, health and wellness and social sociability. Like I love being social and I love people. So I believe the travel part for me is the sociability. Like I can't learn until I'm immersed and I get to see the people. I get to feel the vibration. I want that felt experience. I'm not running from anything when I travel. I grew up, you know, on different competition teams, softball, cheerleading, dance, where we're traveling all the time. Um, My mom, you know, I used to stay at babysitters all the time because my mom was a single mom. She worked all the time. So I I was used to packing a bag and going here and there. So it's nothing new to me, like to roll like that. And I think that's why my poor partner, he's more of a plan ahead, like, like you, like, you know, like scheduled, you have everything prepped. And I'm like, I can, on the drop of a dime, I could be ready to go. Let's go. You give me five minutes, 10 minutes. I could put something together and we're hitting the road. Like, let's go. I'm down. <laughs> That's how quick I could get ready for a trip. And of course there's consequences. Uh, when you don't have a lot of time, you don't plan very well, but say, just saying that I think it's just in me to travel. So what happened when we're, I'm in a class at church in North Hollywood with Dr. Mark and it's called finding your life's purpose. And we made sacred uh, covenants, right? So like your sacred agreement with God and uh, for your life purpose and his, he shared his, and one of his things was um, to seek the sacred, right? Uh, And so I think that was his little travel piece. So I was like, Ooh, I like that. Yeah. If I'm going to travel, it's going to be to seek the sacred. I want to find more God. And yes, I can find God right here uh, in this conversation. I can find God in meditation. I can find God on the dance floor, but I wanted to go see the people. I wanted to go taste the food and I wanted to find God in those things too. So that's why I travel. And I just, I just love that he said that and it resonated with me like that. So that's why I ended up going to Brazil so many times. Right. So it's 2014 when I really got that idea of like, oh, I get to travel and seek God, seek spirituality, history too. Like I love history. Um, And so 
2014, I go to Brazil. I, and then I get like blown open. Right. Then a couple, the next month I'm in New York studying with Gabby, Gabby Bernstein. That was my second time to New York and, um, got my top popped off there too. (laughs) And then from there, I made my Nana and my cousin who was traveling with me go. Well, we were going to London anyway, to visit her family. But I said, you guys, we have to go to France. We have to go to Chartres Cathedral. We have to see the sacred labyrinth. So again, I'm on a seeking journey. I make them go. We walk the labyrinth. I go sit with the Black Madonna because uh, a practitioner told me to have this huge, beautiful experience with her. And then um, from there, I mean, I just never stopped. Brazil, like five more times, uh, six total, because the last three times I started to bring my own groups. And I just haven't been able to stop. I went to the Holy Land uh, because Wayne Dyer was having a cruise, a Hay House cruise, right? And um, he passed away, unfortunately, before we left. I think he left his body in August. We traveled in October, but it was fine. I'm like, his spirit can be with all of us now all the time, rather than just, you know, confined to that stage where we'd probably see him a couple hours here and there. So I wasn't that upset. I was disappointed, but not that upset. Mm-hmm. Going to Jerusalem, seeing the tomb where Jesus was buried, like, ugh, going to Greece, going to Capri, Italy, oh, Turkey, the house where Mother Mary, like, spent the last of her days. So that stuff is what I geek out on. That's what I get excited about. I mean, I would love to go to Lourdes. I would like to go to Africa, Ilibagiza. She has a trip where, you know, she takes you to go see where they see uh, the Divine Mother. You okay. know, there's sightings and that's where she had her mystical experience. And so there's just so many places. Mexico, you mentioned, Tulum. Um, just being like in Mexico for the first time, like as a Mexican, like Mexican heritage uh, was was profound for me too. It was like homecoming, even though it was like way on the Yucatan, my people were like more, you know, closer to Texas, we're Tex-Mex. So it was still beautiful and very spiritual, just being in nature, being on the beach. So I live for all of that. I love the way you light up when you talk about all the different places that you've been, because each place is like, there's this level of excitement and light that's just like, (laughs) and I completely understand where you're coming from with that because, you know, well, like I'm not as spontaneous. (laughs) I do like to plan a bit, (laughs) but yeah, I'm all about it. So you talk about helping women and, you know, that's kind of your focus. So tell me a little bit about that. Like, how does your coaching work? How, how are you helping women? And yeah, a little bit, a little bit like that. So, you know, as a trainer, I was working with men and women. Then I just so happened to end up in Glendale because that's where my mom wanted to go. She wanted, like the hospital there. She moved there. So I was like, okay, I ended up at an all women's gym there. So then really just being immersed mostly in a culture. I mean, there's different cultures there, but it's a large Armenian culture, uh, Middle Eastern, uh, and there's Asians, Hispanics, there's all of us there, but it was like kind of a new whole world for me. And then really just being with women all the time and then hearing similar stories again, like you learn about menopause, you know, cause you're hearing people complaining and all this stuff. And I was just like, oh, okay. Such a culture of women was so interesting to me. Um, so I I realized, okay, I'm helping women, right? And then at one point I was like, 
after my mom died, I was kind of, you know, you go through the stages of grief and one of them's anger. And I just remember being so mad mm-hmm. that, and I'm, I'm a grown woman at the time, you know, but I was upset that my dad had died at young, he died at 51. My mom died at 61. And I was like, I don't want there to be any orphans. Like, this is terrible. You should have your parents with you. Now I'm an only child. So that's why I, I think I was more heavily impacted but I was like no we should have our parents until we're old and they can see grandbabies and all that stuff so that idea just kind of got my mind and so I thought of one of my really good friends and she's got two little boys and I was like I don't I want her to get healthy too I want to help her and da 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 so it ended up being more about women single moms any kind of mom working moms I just knew the struggle that my mom had gone through and I wanted to be able to support that woman Mm. you know I couldn't save my mom and I know that it was attached to that idea that maybe if I save enough women my mom can save my mom no I understand she had her part to play she left her body in divine order and divine timing and it's all for a bigger a bigger plan a bigger picture and I think I needed that that pain and I needed that growth and and it served me and so um yeah that's why my focus I feel like was just going to be women. And then you get out into the world and you're like coaching and doing all this stuff. And then you meet these different people and you see who resonates with you. And now, I mean, it really is just like the people in my space are moms. Some of them are single, Mm -hmm. some of them are married. Um, And so it's just like, that's the vibe. I want to help women because I get, I get the struggle. Even if I'm not a mom, I understand you want to work, you want to get things done and how do you balance it all? And you've got a relationship and you got your health. And so we juggle a lot as women. And so that's kind of how I like really got into tapping into that divine feminine flow, which I feel I do naturally. Like you could, I'm very watery, you know, Pisces, uh, cancer moon. And so, um, yeah, I know how to flow. And, but I have a Virgo side that's very masculine. That's the doer that wants to, you know, so I kind of, I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I I find the flow. And so I help others find that flow as well. And I'm always learning and growing too. Look, I got a coach. I meet with my practitioner still too. So I'm a work in progress and I'm just happy to work on my stuff and heal so that I can help others. Right. Right. And that makes so much sense. So, okay. Earlier I mentioned um, getting your sexy on while releasing trapped emotions. So now those were my words, <laughs> but I know that recently you've been talking more about dance and releasing emotions. So what's that all about? Yeah. So again, you know, as you do this work, as you sit in meditation, you journal, you pray, you ask for guidance, right? That's what I do in my daily practices that allows me to open myself up for that divine flow, right? The inspiration, that intuition. Um, and lately, you know, it's been about the divine goddess. And I started to really resonate. I mean, I've been chanting for years, like part of that big change that I had in 2014, coming back from Brazil the first time, you know, I followed my intuition, get on meetup, start singing. I was like, why? I'm not a singer. <laughs> I like to sing. <laughs> All right. So I found a jazz meetup and I found a kirtan meetup and I had been introduced to kirtan through the yogas CDs that I had through Gabby. And then I was like, oh my God, I love this. And I literally chanted 
these songs over and over for like two years, I think, straight before, two, three years before I ever started to re-enter other music again. So oh, that wow. me, yeah, that changed me too. You know, it elevates you to chant these songs just vibrationally, the sounds and repeating the name of God is very powerful. All names, right? So mm-hmm. it, it's, it's um, well, a lot of these were Hindu and Sikh chants that I was chanting, <clears throat> but the goddess is what's really been coming forward for me. So Kali, Lakshmi, um, Parvati, uh, you don't hear a lot of songs for her, at least uh, the pop songs, but, but they're there. And so ah, you call that in. And I had this realization one time when I was chanting the name of Ganesh, right? The Hindu God with the, the elephant head. Actually, his mother is Parvati. And I resonate strongly with her. And I just remember you, you chant his name because he's the remover of obstacles, right? And oh, he helps okay. you bust through barriers. If you're starting a new business, he's like the guy you want to call on. And I remember sitting in LA traffic and I was like, ah, I got to get to work or whatever. And I, so I'm like, ah, Ganesha, Ganesha, Ganesha. I'm chanting the name. And then I had this vision of like the big elephant God just coming down and dropping into my body. And I was like, oh, I'm not praying to a God outside myself. I'm not begging and pleading this God out there to to make things happen for me. It's like, no, I get to embody that strength. So it is that strength. It's that part of me that already knows how to be calm, to be still, to move with the traffic. However it's going to be, it's going to be fine. You know, same thing with uh, Hanuman. So, oh, I went to Maui too and I met Ram Das and he introduced us. Yeah, he introduced us to his guru. You know, of course, a big picture, uh, Neem Karoli Baba. Everybody knows him as Maharaji. And so that was a profound healing experience too. But I remember learning the story of Hanuman and that's the the monkey guy, like you see his head. He was all about remembering the truth of who he was. Like he was divine. He had the God in him. So he saved Sita and he moves a mountain and all this goodness. I I tell you all of this because I done this now with the feminine. So when I'm having a tantrum. I remember the truth about who I am. I will chant to Kali when I'm upset and I'm hurting and I'm stuck in my ego. And then again, I call on her and I embody that presence because she, she looks scary. She's a badass, but she's there to help you move through your shadow, through your pain to Mm -hmm. learn from it. And so it's like, yes, I can be sexy in my shit (laughs) and I'm going (laughs) to move and I'm going to fight. And that's going to move the energy and that's going to take me to the realization of my truth that I am fine. I am whole, perfect and complete just the way I am. And I'm not going to judge myself for being angry. I'm not going to judge myself for being sad or jealous or whatever those ugly emotions are that we tried to deny. It's like, no, I'm going to embody this powerful feminine and she's going to hold me. And that's another thing about the divine mother. She holds you. She loves you unconditionally. So that's what I'm teaching women right now. That's why this whole sacred, sexy dance thing came to be. People started to see me dancing. They're like, I want to do that. You should do something with that. Do more of that. And I'm like, yes, you're right. And so using that prayerful music, using my body, um, that's what I do when it comes to divine feminine flow and being sexy. Does that work for you? (laughs) Well, I'm going to make that work for me. (laughs) Because honestly, well, since I've been, you know, watching you, because I haven't been playing a lot of music recently. And so since I've been watching you, I started playing music more. And as I'm playing music more, I started dancing more. And I was like, 
I remember this because I love to dance, but you know, I just allow, and I have to say it this way, I allow life to get in the way. And then, you know, I just don't do it because it's not like I ever did, you know, did it professionally or anything. It's just fun. And I enjoy it. So yeah, I turned on some music and I was in the house dancing and I was like, yeah, this is, this is what I'm talking about. And then like that slow, and then I played the slow, sexy music and I'm like, yeah, now I'm feeling but then it, it's so cool when you get to feel into your feminine, because sometimes when you're at work, you're in such a doing mode mm-hmm. that even, you know, using my tools, you know, breath work, making sure, you know, I'm whenever I'm stressed, I'm taking those deep breaths, but not always in feminine mode, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. the next moment after that, I'm calm, but I still got to get stuff done. Yeah. So being able to move back into the feminine and being in your feminine energy and just doing the sexy dancing and all that is really, it's it's nice. It feels good. It feels good in your body. And then you get to really feel what it's like to be in your body. Mm. Because I remember when I first started learning a lot about, you know, feminine energy, these people always say, oh, feel in your body, feel what's in your, what the hell are they talking about? Hmm." (laughs) What does that mean? (laughs) But until you actually start to do the practices and really be present in how you're feeling in that moment, then that's when I realized it's like, oh, you know, I had my aha moment. That's what they were talking about. But Sometimes you have to be able to explain it so that somebody knows when they're there, Mm. you know, because sometimes you get there and you don't even realize that you're there because you didn't know where you were going. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That makes sense. Oh yeah. Happens to me all the time until I finally realized, oh, I'm a, I'm a body intuitive, right? So I get messages when I slow down long enough to listen and move my body, feel my body. Um, sometimes in a hot yoga class, I'll hit one move and then energy releases. Right. And then after class, I'll get this clear knowing of something that maybe was bugging me or, you know, I just get this clarity. And the same thing happens with dance when I, I use it a lot for um, anger and sadness and processing. And so I can move my body and then poof, I get a realization and then I can journal about it. Right. Then I'm like, Oh yes. And then I can get it out. Anyway, I can get those emotions out that are coming up for a reason, right? Our Mm -hmm. stuff that we're feeling, our thoughts, emotions, and things are here to teach us. So if we would take the time to nurture, create space, then we can receive the message. Then we can transform that information into something desirable, right? Because none of it's good or bad. It's like, desirable, not desirable. Where do you want to go? You have choice. And so I love that you said that. So yeah, um, listening, moving our body, getting the downloads and learning what is true for you and what isn't even with like muscle testing, right? Like I can't do this one. This one, I get too much in my head. Um, I like the arm one when people do that. It's easier if I have someone helping me. Um, But a simple one is just hands on your chest, or right in front of your chest and a yes or no leaning in or leaning back is yes or no. And then I'm like, ah, when it's gentle, when I'm tuned in, when I'm relaxed, I get my answers. And then always checking in. 
is that still true for me? Right. right. You always get to check in. Is that still true for me? Same thing with the bird. Okay. I want to see a hummingbird. And if I see a honeymoon hummingbird, then it means I'm going to, that's the man, that's the guy, that's my life. <laughs> right. Okay. But no, the bird can come through, but you still get to say, Hey, is that still true for me? Is that okay? Cool. I got the sign. Thanks universe, God, source spirit. Is that still true for me? Is that still the guy you, you know, cause we're ever expanding and changing. So it's like, nothing's permanent. Nothing's forever. So just check back in. Is that still true for you? That that's actually a good one to remember to check back in because sometimes when we do things, we have a practice or sometimes we don't have a practice, you know, but no judgment there, wherever you fall into the spectrum is cool. But sometimes when you're doing stuff, it feels like it should be a one and done. Right. Mm. <laughs> like, but I did that. <laughs> I, it should be done now. Mm-hmm. I should be over it now. Yeah. And and it's not, and the thing is, because we are so much like onions and there's so many layers that mm-hmm. yeah, maybe that first layer, the second layer, even the third layer is gone, but then there's so many layers underneath that stuff can come back up. So you mm-hmm. can get triggered. Mm-hmm. And then realize it's like, I thought I dealt with that, mm-hmm. but, but it's coming back up on a different level now. Yeah. Right. So I was doing so much spiritual work and I remember something popped up and I said to my head minister, Dr. Mark, I was like, oh my God, I thought I was done with that. What is this? And he's like, yeah, yeah, it happens. You know, and then he explained the onion thing. I was like, oh, <laughs> so it's <laughs> So it's like, yeah, sometimes that stuff comes around again to show you how much more healed you are now. You're like, oh, I handled that better, right? Okay, or you can see how far you've come. You can see how you respond differently to these things. Maybe just a little bit more needs to be healed and etched out, you know, cleared out. Okay, cool. And I have found like in coaching myself, coaching clients, learning different modalities, there are seeming um, shortcuts and tricks, you know, to heal the consciousness, to heal the past wounds and patterns and move that stuff through. But I think it's all divine order. If it comes back up, you're not a failure. You know, if you're triggered again, it's not bad. It's like, okay, but what else can we clear out? So I have to stay curious. I was like, okay, well, maybe we do this timeline thing or this energy healing or this chakra thing, you know, oh, we can move it faster. We can move through it. We can learn from it. And, And then we can wipe out all the past hurts. Like, that's exciting to me when we can clear yeah. that stuff. So I the think, work is fun. Yeah. I, I think that you're absolutely right because, well, I'm, I'm a Reiki master, so I like using Reiki, but I also do other healing energy work and, you know, tapping all of that. So I always find that, okay, if you do one thing and it feels good, that's great. But mm-hmm. I always have to remember that it's like you're, you're building your tool shed. And then you have all these different tools in the shed. And even though one tool might be able to do a a lot of different jobs, Mm -hmm. sometimes you need another tool to when you're going to get in there deeper, or you're going to clear something else out. So why? um, Yes. So what resonates with the client? What resonates with the person in front of you? You know, it could be like, 
I'm on fire for Michael Beckwith right now because he's speaking my <laughs> language, right? He's the same foundational teachings that I'm trained in. I'm like, yes, yes. And he dances around yeah. and he jumps <laughs> and he's got that energy. So I'm like with him. I'm like, yeah. Whereas like these other ministers that I follow, I'm like, yeah, I can still get the message. And it, they were very powerful um, storytellers and teachers for me at the time. It's like you change and you and things land differently. Different practitioners I work with for different reasons, different coaches. And so that's why I, for this sacred sexy dance program that I have I brought in 22 different coaches oh wow teachers I'm like let's bring them all right because it's a 22 day challenge that I'm hosting and I'll be hosting another one again so okay cool yeah I'm gonna do it again so I understand the power of resonance vibration and frequency some people are at different levels. Some people are here. Some people are going to align differently at the different time. So I don't believe in competition. I believe we're all one. So when you win, I win, right? right? Mm-hmm. So this coach in my panel, when she books a client that I introduced her to, cool, we're all winning, you know? Yeah. So it goes around, comes around. I truly believe that. And so I want to see everybody win. And again, I'm supporting women. This was an all women project. So Again, I, I'm just fulfilling my mission of sociability, spirituality, and health and wellness because we're dancing, we're moving our bodies. It's the whole thing. And so um, that so whole are, thing. Of, oh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just going to ask you. So are all your, you said you had 22 teachers, right? Mm-hmm. So is it a different, and it's a 22 day challenge. So is it a different yeah. teacher every day? And then you guys are dancing at, like they do a teaching and then you're dancing at the end or how does it work? It's not a dance class. And I, I had to remind people, this isn't a heels class. Like I'm not teaching choreography. Um, I, that might be one of the bonuses that I give them at the end, but it's not, that's not what this is. This is how to tap into your sacred sexy. And it starts with the mirror work. It starts with the tapping. It starts with loving yourself just the way you are. So you're going to get in that mirror and you're going to look at yourself and you're going to love yourself, your hair, your funky clothes, whatever you're feeling <laughs> that, that day, you're going to, you know, love yourself anyway and you're going to put on the music and you're going to dance and you're going to record yourself so the stretch is that they get to show up in the group every day Uh with the video and whoever does it for 22 days straight they win so there's these prizes that I got and I got prizes for the coaches too I'm like everybody stretch yourself right because these aren't dance instructors some of them are some of them have dance background fitness Mm -hmm. background yoga background um I have trauma-informed coaches I have shadow work coaches I have healers shamans um yeah, I, I've got all kinds of people, women's health on there. And so it, it's that whole package. And so, yeah, their content drops every day. If you really want the details, they, we got a teacher every day. Then the three live calls is where we come on, you meet your coaches, we, we engage with the clients, uh-huh. and then I do my teaching. And of course, we dance. Yes, we <laughs> dance at the beginning, we dance at the end. But it's not like, okay, everybody stand up, five, six, seven, eight. It's not that. Okay. Okay. Well, good. I mean, I think it's, um, it's good to know what you're heading into, right? Cause you hear 22 day dance challenge. It's like, well, do I have to learn moves? Am I going to have, or am I going to get to just do me? So I'm glad you explained that. And, you know, I know we're, you're in the middle of one now. So when you go to do the next one, will you be putting that out on your 
Instagram page and on your website so that people always. can always find you and know when it's going to be? Always. Yeah. You can't get me to shut up when I launch something. <laughs> Come dance with me. I'll be posting my dance reels. I'll be in your DMs. I'll be like, come dance with me. So yes, it'll definitely be on Instagram and there'll definitely be a page on my website. Okay, There's cool. Sacred Sexy Dance Challenge. Yeah, get your sexy on. <laughs> well, it has been such a pleasure speaking to you today. I'm so glad we could connect like this. And yeah, I'm going to have to have you back and find out what's going on with Missy next. <laughs> oh, thank you. Appreciate that. Okay. And once again, just let them know where to find you one more time. My Instagram handle is at Coach Missy Moreno, M-I-S-S-Y-M-O-R-E-N-O. And my website is themissymoreno.com, T-H-E-M-I-S-S-Y-M-O-R-E-N-O.com. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So I will talk to you a little bit later. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Sophia, for having me on here. It's been a pleasure. Okay. Bye.